Hey guys, Jacob here and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today I have a special guest, Sami Akhtar, who is running Regrow Media, the Amazon advertisement agency. Hi, Sami. How are you? Hey, Jacob. I'm doing great. What about you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, and I need to tell also the audience that we are in a new studio. This is actually the first episode. Uh, after a while, I had a little bit of the break. So you're actually my first guest in the new year, 2024, in a new studio. It's very empty, but there will be more um, improvements going on. I really need to catch up, like looking at your studio. I love the background. Hopefully, uh, it will look like this also here. Uh, so yeah. Some... Yeah, I think you, you need to get some plants, some trees, some greens. It will look really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's for sure. We also moved to the new office and actually we had a lot of plants. But since this office mm -hmm. is twice bigger, um, it looks super wow. empty. Like we moved all of this stuff from the, from the previous one. Uh, we had a lot mm -hmm. of plants. But now, uh, since everything is twice bigger, uh, yeah, we need to <laughs> buy more and more. <laughs> also, half of them were actually dead. Um, yeah, okay. the Christmas period. Christmas period was like uh, very tricky for us because a lot of people were going to vacation. Uh, mm -hmm. Therefore, we didn't have to use the office. Therefore, a cleaning lady didn't come, and therefore some plants died. But yeah, uh, that's another story. Anyway, let's talk about the um, Amazon uh, automations and everything that we are talking about at this podcast. So maybe Sami. Uh, I would love to start uh, basically with your intro. If you could share a little bit of your background, your story, um, and also uh, introduce uh, Regrow Media to the audience. Yeah, definitely. I would love to. So uh, my name is Sami Akhtar. I started as an Amazon seller in the year 2017. During that time, I was in second year of my engineering. I was doing engineering and I launched my first brand. We ran that brand for almost two and a half years. I scaled that to $600,000. Then I exited uh, and my uh, co-founder or my partner manages it right now. So at the same time, when I was running this business, I was doing one thing. I was documenting every step of that brand on my YouTube channel. So how much sales I was doing, how much A cost, what strategies I'm using, except showing the product. Now, mm -hmm. from that, what happened is people started commenting that, Sammy, you're doing it for yourself. Why not do it for us as well? So at first, I was hesitant about it. But later, I came uh, with introduced with my co-founder, Sandeep. He has a really good background in operations and Amazon ads. So we together formed this agency, Regrow Media. And now here we are. We are a, a full-service Amazon agency managing over 60-plus brands, managing over 200 million USD in clients' revenue with 35 mm -hmm. plus team members that is who we are right now and yeah that's that's amazing 35 team members that's that's insane man this is huge team to manage <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> yeah big team comes with to... challenges as well yeah yeah that, that's what we will be talking actually also in this podcast like i would definitely love to to know a little bit more about um basically your team your your clients the brands that you manage and mm -hmm. so on but uh, before this let's uh, still talk a little bit about the past. So you said that you were documenting all of your journey about basically selling on Amazon, right? And I, I assume that, uh, I mean, yeah, you just said that, right? That because of it, people were asking you, hey, yeah, help others uh, and so on. Like you decided to start the agency. And um, I wonder actually, um, who were your clients? How did you actually start getting clients? Because there's a lot of like, I also want to have a little bit of the direction of, of this podcast, not to fully focus on mm -hmm. Amazon, but a little bit also to interview entrepreneurs and ask them about 
struggles, beginnings, also how to run the business and so on. And since I'm also an entrepreneur, I know that the beginnings are super hard, especially if yeah. it's your first business. I mean, if you're, I don't know, maybe you come from the entrepreneur family, then maybe you, you, you could have a little bit of the head start. But for example, I had to figure out everything on my own. I didn't know how to get leads. I didn't know how to get clients and so on. Uh, but I somehow figure it out, right? So I actually wonder, mm -hmm. how was it for you in the beginning? How did you manage to to land first brands, first clients and work with them? Yeah, I think uh, you got it straight to the tail, right? So I think everything when we started, it was uh, simply we had to take clients, whoever we get, right? And we don't have to look at, we didn't look at the price that they are paying us because we were new, we were saying yes to anything that we can get. Mm -hmm. And obviously the client quality or the brand's quality that you get, the business owner's mindset that you are taking on board, that will be also completely different because a brand which is starting or beginning its journey and scaling will be completely different versus if we have a brand which is matured, maybe doing $100,000 or $1 million a month, that will be completely different. So at first we started that way. I, I started as a freelancer managing myself. Then we managed almost five to 10 brands. I personally managed it. I quickly realized how hard it is because the clients <laughs> used to call me a lot. And that, that, that is a normal problem, right? I was managing myself alone, no team members, nothing. Pretty much you were working uh, in the business, not on the business, right? Mm -hmm. That's typically how you start, like kind of more like a freelancing, yeah. right? You are kind of start as a freelancer, having a couple of clients doing everything on your own. And then this is the moment when you scale and start working on a business so totally I, I can relate yeah definitely and from there now we started focusing on now this is something that is going really sideways this is not what we planned for right mm -hmm. and obviously we know as an entrepreneur things will come and you need to tackle those challenges and that is where you grow the higher problem you solve the higher payout you get so from there i met my co-founders and they and then we started to realize that no we have to change the client quality that we are hiring, right? that we are onboarding. And there comes a challenge. Obviously, people don't know us. We are new in this community. The audience that I have built, those are beginners because they're watching me build a business. Now I started to change my content around to more focus on data. How Amazon ads is changing, some advanced level stuff, like more into strategies, more into data, how to understand data, how to understand Amazon ads. And that slowly started to change how or what kind of clients we're taking in. So from there, a new string of client range started coming in, which are brands who are doing good numbers. Mm -hmm. And from there, we quickly realized that this is not the cup of tea that we both can manage single-handedly. So we started looking for interns and that was the biggest mistake that we did. Okay, because the thing that I used to think is if you got problems, you throw people towards the problem and the problem will get solved. But that mm -hmm. was completely wrong. So now we quickly <laughs> realize that we can't handle this with interns because we need someone with experience. Yeah. So then we started looking on experienced people. Now, one thing crazy is our entire team is completely virtual. Okay. So we have team members from India. We have team members from Pakistan, from Philippines, all over the world. And that is how it is working. So from there, we started our outreach, our PR. We, one good thing about it is because I had a background in marketing. When I was in the second year of college, the only reason I started my business of Amazon selling is when I was in the second year of my college, my father had an accident and he died. So entire responsibility of my family came on my head. I had to do something. 
and we didn't had so much financial support so from there i got into marketing digital marketing because when we started you know you will know it better we had only few options amazon fba was kind of booming back then affiliate marketing is kind of booming back then and drop shipping is kind of booming back then yeah. so i chose okay let's start with affiliate marketing i tried i learned facebook ads google ads i learned to build websites everything that knowledge also got me into branding how to brand yourself what is pr uh what all this how to and get then, yourself Samit, known just just to just, just to explain to to our audience so yeah. uh, affiliate marketing right this is the business where you if i'm getting it right you you are kind of get, like i know that it works works also for like uh, on amazon that you put the items you have the unique url and pretty much if the sales comes from the url you got percentage of it and because this can be for physical products but also for um software is that right no actually the affiliate market i'm talking about it is more into max bounty cpa those kind of thing so it, okay. it was not about amazon because back then or still now if we just take out amazon's referral bonus amazon's own commission is very less right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was the model i was started i, I started working on and from there i got some knowledge into branding pr and then we started when we started our agency we realized that no people don't know us the market that we are targeting don't know us so we have to get our face out there so that people know us then we started outreaching getting into podcasts i remember when we started we uh, the first 2 to 3 months i did 60 podcasts a month we didn't look at <laughs> what the channel is what yeah a month and that is crazy every day i used to get booked for three four podcasts and i have to go yeah. and speak the same thing all around and it, it was kind of memorizing everything for me right so i go in the next podcast tell the same thing because amazon ads we know it is it is a small book right so that is how it started and then obviously uh, the more work you do word of mouth spreads in and you get referrals from clients yeah. and that is how it all started to scale from there right and uh, obviously we quickly learned that we have to hire good people really experienced and yeah i think that that was how, how we started wow that's that's actually crazy right i mean you said that because of the accident also like you're kind of forced to to actually work your ass off so yeah totally respect that i i also kind of started my business because i put myself into very um let's say hardly financial situation mm-hmm. like i was living in berlin i had to pay for my university i had to pay for my rent and i had back then uh like the kind of standards between poland and germany that was quite high so um of course i i could i didn't go there and i i couldn't uh, pay for everything so i i had to take extra work during my uni i was working at two other jobs and that's how i also got into the freelancing and then start started actually um delta logic because i had too many freelancers uh, mm-hmm. sorry not freelancers uh, clients and then i had to kind of delegate those uh, those tasks to other developers and uh, then yeah the first hires came and so on and so on but um yeah that's crazy so um you said that you have your full team remote um i yeah. actually wanted to actually also about uh, ask about this um specifically uh because we are actually having like physical office um but we started uh remote so i i, I see it as a as a great opportunity like as, as you know it's basically mm-hmm. great to to do that but then of course um there are some challenges with it specifically yeah. like uh, integrity of the team 
um, getting to know them better, uh, having them for a long period of time. And I wonder, how do you actually solve those uh, issues? Do you have those issues? Like, do you meet with them every every month? Not every month, but like from time to time to some events. Like, I really wonder how is it running like this full digital uh, Amazon agency? Yeah, you know, I think the problem is still there, right? The churn rate of your employees is still high when we talk about a physical office versus a virtual setup, right? But over time, I think we started to uh, develop the meetups and all so events that we go we try to bring mm -hmm. on some parts of a team but obviously we can't bring on everyone right so still for us the problem is still there and i think it will still be there as well uh, no uh, no matter how quick we grow or how long we grow how big we grow but the problem will still be there uh, we do this training course and all uh, every day so our team members okay. or our ppc director they do this team training every day and also we do this one-on-one -on -one calls as well to understand mm -hmm. the person better if they are facing any challenges apart from the business or apart from what their current work is, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that is uh, what we are doing. But I think I will I'd completely agree with you that churn rate will be always higher than a normal physical office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Now, Sami, let's jump to the maybe the actual work of your um, agency. So, and also like Amazon advertising. So I really wonder... How did it change over last years? If you could maybe also share with us uh, like the biggest ch changes, the biggest uh, improvements. Um, if it's now the case that, for example, you run all of your ads with da using data tools and an AI, or if it's still like um, you know in-house knowledge and human factor, I, I really wonder how are those years and the evolution of the Amazon advertising. Yeah, obviously. Um, at first, obviously, when we started, it was completely manual. We don't had access to any tools or anything, any softwares or any automation tools. But right now we have access to everything, right? But still, a uh, major part of our team, it is like 75-25. We use tools, we use automation tools, but still we have that human factor attached to it as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the, uh, and also I, I'm sure you know it as well, that Amazon is also building their own automation tool. And we got the chance to test it out as well. We are testing mm -hmm. it out as well. And and we know that whenever Amazon brings their own tool, it would be always top of everything, right? We remember mm -hmm. when Amazon released brand analytics or search query yeah. performance. It was completely really good. Or it was giving so much value to the Amazon seller that they started using it so much right now. If we just look back, brand analytics, search query performance, those are probably the best tools available right now. But if yeah, you talk exactly. about us, obviously Amazon sellers, the evolution that have happened from back then when it started or the Amazon seller business started taking the most hype, right? From there, obviously, a lot of changes happened. A lot of ad types introduced off Amazon marketing introduced a lot in the current uh, ad types, not even going to DSP. So now we can obviously have that off Amazon marketing as well as a standard for sponsored products as well, right? So uh, I think a lot of things have changed. And also the perspective of Amazon seller, I think that has changed a lot. If I just look back, we know that exact match campaigns, everyone was talking about exact match campaigns, that this is what we need to do to rank our products. Right. Mm -hmm. And over time, what happened is the CPA cost per acquisition increased a lot. 
Oh, and yeah, we what, know that's that, what I heard actually yeah. from, from, from a lot of people, right? That if, yeah. if someone started selling on Amazon, they could run ads super cheap, right? It, the cost per click was so cheap back then. And now it's, it's ridiculous, especially, especially in some uh, niches of, of products, right? Yeah. Like, for example, supply, supplies, right? Like th those are crazy. Sports supplies are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember I was seeing a bit of like, like $25 a bit. Okay. And it is... I think it is definitely something that is crazy, right? So obviously, mm -hmm. the, the, with the introduction of these match types and all, uh, now sellers are focusing a lot. I'll give an example of a few brands. I was auditing a brand. I was looking into audit of our PPC director that is doing that audit. The brand was spending around sixty thousand dollars a month in ad spend, and they, mm -hmm. what they were doing is majority chunk of their spend share was going towards exact match campaign. Forty percent of their ad budget was going towards exact match campaigns. Right. Whereas we know that exact match is so expensive and they are at a stage where the brand is mature. The brand has some good name in the market as well. And the brand covers a good amount of market share as well because it is well known. Right. So for them to spend 40% exact match doesn't make sense because what we have seen is exact match versus phrase or broad or broad modifier. If we just compare, exact match would be almost triple times the CPA that it can give if we compare it to phrase or broad modifier. Mm -hmm. And on the sideways, if we just check on broad modifier, because that is working really good nowadays with cheap A cost, that gives you almost half of the CPA cost per acquisition that exact match is giving. So right now, sellers are still believing on the old concept that if they want to rank well, they need to only focus on exact match. Obviously, the contribution of ranking juice that we get from exact versus phrase or broad modifier are different. But mm -hmm. also, you have to take consideration that the amount you're spending to rank for that, right? The competition exact match will always be there high. Whereas the competition for other match types will be low. So are you trying this out? Which we are still seeing that sellers are not trying this out because they mm -hmm. might be in the old belief that exact match is for ranking only, right? Whereas there are other match types that they can use instead. So yeah, I think that plus Amazon is focusing a lot right now in brand with the introduction of uh, For brands, right? Like email, that, that's yeah. also what I noticed that they, they are trying to get rid of resellers, arbitrage sellers, and, and they're trying to fully bring brands um, basically on their platform. Yeah, definitely. Also introducing new features to increase the average earning value because Amazon is also seeing it, right? Amazon is also seeing mm -hmm. that, yes, now sellers are being charged almost double, triple of what they used to pay back then to get one sale. So now they're bringing on new opportunities. Let's talk about brand tailored promotion. Now you can uh, target your repeat purchase by uh, providing a coupon. You can uh, target top 5% of your buyers that have spent highest, right? Spend the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, you can also target cart abundance, the people that have uh, not purchased but added to cart. All those things now you can target. Plus, uh, also Amazon have uh, now introduced premium plus content to all sellers who are brand registered. For which, if I just go back one year back, they used to charge almost like close to $200,000 for premium plus content access. Now it is free. Mm -hmm. And they are putting in so many new features into it. Like if I just compare the comparison chart. Now in the comparison chart, Amazon is doing an add to cart button. This is not a buy now button, it is an add to cart button. What this does is, let's assume you are in a product A listing. And in the comparison chart, there is product B, C, product D, product E of that same brand. And now you want to buy two products. You don't want to skip buying the product A in which you are already in. 
So now you do the add to cart on that comparison chart and it goes straight to your cart page. No distraction in between. And even you can purchase the same product A in which you are already in. So it increases mm -hmm. your average order value simply. And also mm -hmm. the ad types now we can obviously target past purchasers or maybe the customers that are not converting into sale, but they're looking into a listing or they're viewing your page, but not purchasing. All these opportunities Amazon is bringing on right now, which wasn't there back then, or to increase the average order value or to increase the brand's revenue overall, right? And I, I think it, it's very, very valuable that you're actually sharing it because I, that kind of answers uh, one of my questions. So you definitely you're like, you have a lot of knowledge and it seems like you're um, like following all of the trends and using them directly mm -hmm. to your business to run, run ads for your clients. And therefore, of course, get their money back. Like they are investing to run ads and your work, right? But they are directly getting the yep. um, ROI on it. And I know that this field is quite competitive. There are so many agencies. I mean, I, I'm going to the first. Um, there's people pretending to be sellers, but in the reality, they are they are running agencies. They are. I, I remember I was um, on one conference. I think it was Amazon, Ac not Accelerate, but mm -hmm. uh, the one in Seattle organized by an Amazon. I forgot the name, but anyway, I remember there was uh, the circle of people. Yeah. We are just introducing ourselves and all of them, they were running Amazon agency and searching for sellers. So anyway, this field is mm -hmm. very competitive. And uh, I was about to ask you, right, how do you stand out from other ag agencies and actually uh, get new clients, um, provide work for your current um, clients and do it right? And I mean, definitely one of the reasons is that you stay ahead of the competitors with uh, following the um, fresh updates from Amazon. But what are other strategies that you actually um, yeah. do in? You know, Jacob, I'll, I'll tell you a story, okay? I'll tell you a story of my higher secondary, okay? I was in 11th standard, I guess, and I was sitting uh, just in front of, or just, just beside the window. So I can see it was in the winter, so there were a lot of flowers in the school's garden. Mm -hmm. So there's a yellow flower, and just beside the yellow flower, there's a red flower as well, big flowers. And I was looking at, there's an insect kind of looking similar to a honeybee, but it is a blacker in shade. So he was coming, and he was uh, sucking the nectar of that yellow flower. Though in that mm -hmm. yellow flower, it was kind of busy because a lot of other insects are also getting into that flower as well. Whereas the red flower, the insect can go to the red flower, right? But he is not go going into the red flower. I did some research and I found out that, okay, there's certain insect that can only see a certain color. So that insect who was going to that yellow flower is because they can see that color only. That means mm -hmm. that color, that flower is meant for that insect. You know, the only way I think how we differentiate is to cater to a specific targeted audience. Who is your audience that you're targeting, right? So uh, we realized, quickly realized how competitive the market was when we entered, right? Because everyone is trying to get Amazon sellers, six figures, seven figures, eight figures. Yeah. We uh, talked to a group of people who are D2C brands online first brands mm -hmm. so how different they were was they were hugely funded okay and they have offline presence they have online presence as well as they have their own e-commerce stores so we started our outreach program by simply reaching out to their founders in linkedin and our profiles were built good 
with all sorts of uh, events that we have entered, all sorts of events where we have spoken, all videos, everything. So our profiles were built really good. So we started approaching them. We started pitching to them. And I think that is our, now our 70% of our client base is D2C brands. Mm-hmm. And the others that we have, they come through our, our maybe through YouTube videos, maybe through the podcast similar to this. Yeah. So that is how we started differentiating ourselves instead of going to the major pool where all other agencies are pushing. We started talking to only this D2C brand because we understood that the pain point they have is different from what they have. They are more into increasing their daily run rate. They are more into increasing their brand awareness. And that is how we started talking to them. Now we are talking more about India and in this D2C sector and also US and also major brands that we have is global brands who are selling globally. So they are also in the US, also in the UK, also in Dubai, all this. So I think that is how we differentiate ourselves by talking to a specific group of people. Uh, and yeah, I think that that, that is, that is uh, mm-hmm. something from the normal, obviously, data-driven approach that we do that many people like because we have our YouTube videos which are more data-focused. We show everything with data. And that might be mm-hmm. something that people like and approach us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I think overall nowadays um like a content strategy is is great channel yeah. like for for client acquisition i mean if you can uh share specific um specific concepts on on your youtube videos and the podcast also even like talk to someone and and be smart and like the people realize that you are smarter than the rest and obviously they want to work with you um same for us actually uh, our main acquisition channel is actually um, or like lead source it's actually right now youtube we share mm-hmm our work with the Amazon Selling Partner API, with Advertisement API, we actually show that we can connect. And then later on, when actually we did some interviews with our clients and we asked them why they pick us, there's so many other software providers, dev shops, yeah. software houses in the world. They said, because you actually showed us the proof that you can do that, right? Everyone, everyone promises that, yes, I will do it for you. You will grow and so on. But there's so many empty promises. So I think it's, it's crucial that um, nowadays you actually show your work. Um, I think great thing, I don't know if you're doing this, Sami, is also to um, spe- specifically that, you know, you're good with the video format, like uh, podcasts and so on, to interview your clients and just ask them directly. I think this is the great pr- proof that you can actually deliver um, great work and there are clients mm-hmm. who are ha- happy um, with working with you. I think this is a, a great uh, strategy. Yeah, I think that that makes complete sense because we haven't tried that out yet. I think this is the first thing that I'm going to try tomorrow that will be in my to-do list. Let me work something out on this, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I literally started doing it, I think, what, three weeks ago. I've recorded Mm -hmm. so far three videos. It's always hard to actually... find some time time uh, slot for that but but it's definitely worth it we are also working on a new website and we we want to just put put the um, those uh pure videos with with our clients interviews so therefore mm-hmm. uh if, if a new person comes and, and still thinking about the collaboration um then it's, it's right away proof proof that we can deliver and also i think that big challenge of of running the business specific specifically yeah. a remote one um 
um i mean it doesn't really it doesn't even matter if you have the office or, or not but like i i assume that you also you not only work with clients from india but probably from all around the world right and one of the biggest um blockers is that people are literally scared to work with someone people don't know if there's a human factor behind uh, mm -hmm. other side like we, we we've seen so many scam uh companies like software providers who doesn't exist who just take your money and uh, disappear right so i think that yeah. all of those um videos podcasts and so on this is just a it's a, it's a gr gr great proof that it all work um but yeah that just wanted to to talk about it since i got exp uh, inspired by um by, by your stories Now, uh, Sami, I want to um, jump on one more question regarding um, Amazon advertising. So basically, I, I want to ask you what are the most common uh, mistakes, misconceptions that you I encountered with, uh, with the clients who are um, doing the advertisement with you? Or even um, what are the biggest mistakes that other ad advertisements and other agencies do in this space? Yeah, definitely. I I'll start with this. Okay. The first thing is obviously not testing enough. Because mm -hmm. what we have seen is Amazon ads works different for every brand. Every other brand, you will not see a same strategy or one strategy working for every brand, right? So there will mm -hmm. be strategies completely different for every brand that you see. Uh, what we have also seen is people don't test a lot of things because in Amazon, there are so many ad types, so many placements, right? And without testing, you can't find where or which placement is profitable or which targeting is profitable for you because there is so many options out there. Second thing would be uh, to not taking or calculating the data points properly. That is not analyzing your spend share versus your sell share, right? So when you're spending, is it getting you good sales share or your spend share is much more whereas your sales share is much less? Let's assume you're spending 20% of your spend share in one uh, match type, right? Whereas you are getting 6% sell share from that. So what we have seen is, I was again coming back to that point of that exact match, right? So in the majority accounts that we have audited, we have seen this common pattern. They are spending maximum almost 40 to 60% of their budget or spend share on exact match campaigns. Whereas the other match types, which were other targeting types, which were giving them much lower A cost, whereas much higher sales, that has been neglected because they are not getting proper spend to, to spend, right? That budget is not allocated properly. So allocating your budget properly, by understanding your data, not making your decision on the basis of uh, old ethics is not justified right now. So right now, if you're the seller, let's assume you're selling your six-figure, seven-figure brand or eight-figure, and you are making decision without looking at your data, that is something that is really bad for your business. So obviously understanding each data points is really important. Third thing would be to understand Amazon ads reports that Amazon provides and making decision based on that. I'll give you an example here, right? So Amazon provides us this purchase product report. I was talking to you about this comparison chart, right? There is another option that Amazon has that is the virtual bundle. So these two positions that we have, we can go to the purchase product report and what the purchase product report gives is, let's assume you're running ads in product A. 
customer comes in the product E A and instead of buying the product A, they buy other product from your catalog that might be a variation or might be other product. Amazon gives you the data of which product they clicked and which product from your catalog they bought and what is the quantity that they bought. So by analyzing that data, you can figure out, okay, in product A, PDP or product detail page, let's show those products which customer are buying instead of making a decision by what I think can work, right? So you can showcase those three to five products in a virtual bundle that will increase your average order value and also showcase the same in your uh, comparison chart in your premium plus content. Or mm -hmm. you may also event display ads targeting those products to this listing. So that way you can increase and get more visibility because you know that your relevancy is higher because you already got conversion from those products, right? So I think making decision based on data and reports is much more important right now. Mm -hmm. So definitely you need to also somehow have some budget to, to start and to kick off even with the advertisement, right? Like you cannot um, immediately get crazy results mm -hmm. if, if you don't try, if you don't tr run ads first and, and, and basically learn from it. So that, that's yeah, for definitely. sure. Mm -hmm. Do you actually think that nowadays, um, I mean, okay, maybe this is a weird question, but, but mm -hmm. that's still, I will ask, right? Um, but I should ask it different, not, not if it's possible, but what does it really take um, right now for the new seller to start selling on Amazon? And when is it a good time to start investing to advertisement? Let's say that I literally want to start selling on Amazon tomorrow. What does it take nowadays? Yeah, I think because the, I'm so sorry, uh, Sami, because yeah. compared to like five, six, six mm -hmm. eight years ago, yeah. it was, let's say, relatively easy, right? You just go there and start selling. But obviously, since their competition is so big, the game changes. So I'll let you speak now. Yeah, I totally get your question. And I, I think that completely makes sense. Um, right now, if you just uh, get a product that is selling good, you launch the same product, it is not going to sell. Even if it gets sales, your cost per acquisition or cost per sale will be really high. So right now, focusing on a customer and serving a product built for them is more important. I'll give you an example. We are doing this research on a toothbrush. The toothbrush is called ultra soft toothbrush. The bristles of the toothbrush is very, very soft. Okay, Kind of the paint brush that we used to do and uh, uh, kind of that. So when we did the keyword research of it, we found keywords like ultra soft toothbrush for bleeding gums, ultra soft toothbrush for soft gums. So then we did a couple of more research and we found out that these problems that we saw, that bleeding gums or soft gums, these are found majorly on people or that or patients that have high blood sugar. So then we realized, okay, if there is a brand that only spoke to these people who have high blood sugar level, then there is high likely that that customer is going to buy this product because they will feel trust that, okay, there is instead of so many brands out there, this, there is one brand that is only talking to us. So they will go to product A, which might be a ultrasound toothbrush. Then you may launch uh, another one that is that might be tooth floss. They will buy product B and the product C that you will launch, that is also they are going to buy. So building a product that is going to serve or cater a group of people or your customer of that is more important right now. And obviously the other parts ads that goes along with it. And obviously the higher you rank organically, your ad cost is going to decrease and that is not going to decrease just on the starting, right? It, it decreases slowly. 
So the ACOS at the starting you will see high with more organic keyword ranking, the ACOS decreases, and that is a normal procedure of how Amazon ads works, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it, got it. Very, very interesting. So yeah, I think that would be it. Uh, the last question maybe Sami would be, yeah, if you have something to share with, with the, with our audience, so existing sellers and then new sellers. Yeah, I think one thing that, uh, did a major change, a major shift in our business was speed. So mm -hmm. getting into speed is most important doing a, a things that you know is going to improve your business, but doing it much more quicker is something that is going to make or break. So yeah, mm -hmm. taking 10x actions and increasing your speed is something that is going to make or break your business. No matter if you are a beginner, no matter if you are an advanced seller, but making decisions faster and quicker and making a lot of decisions in your business, that will help you towards getting your goals is something that is going to help you in the long run. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's hundred percent. I can I can agree with that. The, the worst the worst thing is just to wait. You you always need to yep. take the decisions, right? Even you take decisions, and let's say you you have to take decisions. You take in ten decisions, and even if if two decisions are, are bad, eight is good. It's still like you took eight good yep. decisions, which is better than taking no decisions and not moving. So I I can only agree with that, Sami. And yeah, thanks a lot for, for coming for the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you here. If you could maybe share where people can find you, uh, like your YouTube channel, uh, also your company. I'll definitely also put all of the links in the description, but maybe you can also tell uh, our audience where they can find you. Yeah, you can simply go to www.regromediamedia.com or you can simply search Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y-A-K-T-H-A-R. My YouTube channel will be there. Yeah, you can obviously reach out to me there. I'll be always available if you want to personally message me or email me, sammy at thirdweekgrowmedia.com. Yeah. Awesome. That was uh, that was it. So thanks a lot, Sammy, and thanks for watching, guys. Thank I you so much, Jacob. The next one. It was awesome talking Thank to you. you. Yep.